Oh shit, we are live. Wes, I hit the button, it did the thing, and now now we're here. It's uh <laughs> just just the two of us. Welcome to another edition of the MMA analysis, everyone. Thank you for joining us. Uh, a week off? Was it one week off? Was it two weeks off? I don't know. Felt like a long time. Yeah, yeah, it's uh it was it was good to get good to get a break in. Um there was still there were still fights going on. I I did I did partake in a little little PFL action. It wasn't wasn't too awful bad. Uh, they're just they're handing out money over there like they got mob ties or some shit. Who who knows anymore with those guys? Uh, you know they did announce they they bought the old the old belly. Um, kind of kind of. I'm kind of glad they're gonna keep like. I, I don't think people realize at this point how long Bellator has been around and how many shows that that they've done. Like I went to one of the really early first shows. They did it like, you know, how cities have like their fourth street live downtown. It's like an open area bar area and shit. They put a cage up down there. It was like Bellator four, five or six, something. One of the early ones. So I was like was in, in on Louisville or was that yeah. when they went to like Kansas City a bunch of times? No, I was here in, in, in Louisville. Oh, okay. They did an nice. I, they did they did an outdoor show and shit early, really early on. So like, yeah, Belly's uh Belly's been around for a long, long time. Um got some good talent over there. So yeah, but they they announced that this weekend. So there was things going on. Uh, fantastic boxing happened. So uh, you know, the the fights, the fight sports are always uh always popping. Um, you know, ate ate a lot of ate a lot of food Thursday and Oh, yeah, it was the old the old Thanksgiving for you guys down south. Yeah, and then they, you know, the tradition like no others, they serve you up horrible fucking NFL football on on Thursdays. Like uh, that product, we won't. Well, get that into happens that. every Thursday. That's not just Thanksgiving. Yeah, well, I mean, that's almost every Sunday at this point. That that product is almost unwatchable. At the, and that's that's coming from a fucking football fanatic. Uh, that shit's bad. But yeah, yeah, good, uh, good week off for sure. Good Seen to be back. A lot more people just constantly complaining about football, and not just like complaining about the refs or the stupid coaches. They're just like, this is well, this is like really bad. <laughs> when the when the league consists of like, I'd say probably twenty just unplayable quarterbacks, literally twenty or so at this point. Like last year, if you remember, NFL totals were hitting in the fifties, like consistently. Uh, lines were. 50 48 49 51 plus i mean we see total nfl totals in the 30s this year that's just because of how bad the product how bad quarterbacks are but i mean like if i wasn't like betting nfl and had that and fantasy football and shit in it I mean, the best way to watch an NFL football game now is almost like UFC level. Record it, and it's almost perfect because you can watch a play, hit your 30-second fast-forward button, and they're literally lining up for the next play. It's 30 seconds in between every play. Then you might have two plays, and it's a review or a commercial or a fucking or a penalty. Or, yeah. It's bad. It is bad, man. It's, it's tough. I'm I'm with you, LR. I, I don't really. I'll tune into the occasional Lions game. Uh, luckily, I was distracted on Thursday because not a holiday up here, so I didn't have to watch that shit. But uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's it's not for me. I like the continuous action. I, I, I can't do the stop yeah, and start yeah. of, the, I, I... of the NFL. But we're not here to talk about football. 
we're here to talk about some some face punchy. Um, I, I don't think we need to go back to two weeks and relive the anti-Semitism that happened <laughs> inside of the cage. Uh, heartbreaking to us all. Uh, except the, the anything Elon that dogs, probably. What was that? Like, was there anything that that even happened on that card? Like, even looking back, it doesn't seem like there was any. It's like, Rebus did her spin kick. I guess that was kind of cool. Still looked kind of weird and awkward. And that, but the burrito ninja choke, yeah that that was that was that was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. That one pissed me off because I was I was talking up burrito. And I was talking up the submission, and then I just ended up going round one sub. Oh, fucker did oh. it in round two, and uh, yeah. Oh well, shit happens. Uh, anyway, we won't bore you with those details. We're gonna look forward. Uh, they're in an actual arena this week, which means we get an actual card. This is this is a good fight night card. Yeah. Yeah, not like not too not too bad. Four good fights on this card. It's crazy. <laughs> I was gonna say there's there's some trash on this card, but it's <laughs> when you can get four or five really good fights on it, you gotta you got a winner for sure. And you know, I'm in a good mood. We got NLL starting this weekend, so I'll uh I'll be I, flipping back and forth to my heart's content. I saw Brad in night. the I saw Brad in the old the old spaces talking up, getting ready for the the betting season. I I almost dipped in, but something happened. Uh, I can't remember, but almost dipped into. You got a kid, and you know I'm just going to send you whatever I'm playing anyway. Yeah, so I don't need to. I, I don't need to. I don't need to know how the how the the. What, don't what do want to know how the sausage gets made. Yeah, I was going to say whatever the stick is that you use gets made, but you know we'll uh, we'll go with sausage. I can't remember the name. Lacrosse stick, <laughs> right? <laughs> Fucking lacrosse stick. Lacrosse stick. Yeah. <laughs> That's all it is. We're, um, we're not confusing people. <laughs> uh, anyway, UFC Austin coming up this weekend. Benny Dariush, Armin Hammer Sarukian. Nice, nice lightweight main event. Um, main card is like pretty much all 155 or like the lighter weights. Mm-hmm. The WEC weights, as I uh, as I like to call them, and as such, we've got a good main card. But we're gonna have to uh, pour our way through a little bit of crap before we get to uh, mm-hmm. to that main card. And we are going to kick it off. Women's flyweight division. Veronica Hardy. I feel like she <laughs> used to have a different name. Taking on Jamie Lynn Horth. Um, she's scary. She kind of looks a little bit like the Canadian uh, MTG. A little, a little disconcerting the way that she's looking at me in this picture right now. Oof. <laughs> Jesus, I don't know if I go that. That that's like saying like low down shit about somebody at this point. Well, she's like making a face too, so I don't know if that has to do with it. I'll have to go find another picture, but uh, this one on topology is no way. Bueno. She got some some sleepwalker nose going on on that. That's that's for sure. It's <laughs> MTG like. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't really have too much on this. I, I think, uh, don't even really think this is kind of a dog or pass chick type fight. I think, I think a horse should, should probably, uh, fuck up Veronica Hardy. Um, no plays on this fight for me. If I, I was maybe looking at some, uh, some horse props, uh, like her inside the distance is uh, some okay plus money. The under two and a half is is some plus money. I could see her getting getting a stoppage here. Uh, I think Hardy's just really shitty. Um, Horth has some finishes on her record, but you know, of course, some bad chicks up until her LFA win that was against a decent opponent. Uh, but her first UFC fight, of course, she fights an okay chick, and it's a fifteen minute shitty decision so that's probably what's going to happen here so best bet is probably just stay away but i I think i think hort wins this fight veronica hardy has been in the ufc since 2016 that's wild that is and in that time she's got six fights just real active just (laughs) keeps it you know tip-top schedule there um yeah i i got nothing on this one Wes, if I gave you plus a thousand on me watching this fight, would you take it? There's probably no value in that bet. (laughs) (laughs) I might need double that. (laughs) I think that is correct. So we are going to move on. Welterweight division. We got the old Wellington turd man taking on Jared Gooden. I almost said Jared Gordon. Very different people. Very different. Yeah. Um, I'm just. Yeah. What do we got here? I'm just now noticing that the tired man's nickname is the Prodigy. Like, come on, bro. <laughs> that that does not fit whatsoever. Um. Yeah, I mean, I I like I like the turd man in this fight. Um. Uh, Oh, turd man down at 170 is not the worst thing he's ever done. Um, I think he's just his couple fights down there. He's ran into a couple guys that were just bad matchups for him. Like Petrovsky is just better than him on the mat. And then of course, Randy Brown is just a little better than him on the feet. And that's just how those, those fights took place. I think the turd man's probably a little better in both areas than, than Jared Gordon or good. I've seen, I'm, I'm doing it too. Um, I just, I I know they gave, I think they gave good in a short notice fight, uh, him coming back, uh, to the UFC, which was a fucking decision lost to old fucking Carlton doing the dance on him. So he's just, he's not good, bro. So, I'm not running out to lay minus one ninety on on the turd man. That's for sure. But I I think the turd man uh, by decision might be a, a decent bet here. And that is uh, there's a, a lot of props on out, out everywhere. But it's one fit plus one fifty five at bet online right now. Uh, I don't think that's a bad stab. I think he can get it done over over fifteen minutes here. Probably a pretty boring shitty fight where not a lot of big things happen in favor of the turd man. Yeah, I was a little bit worried about his chin coming down to 170, but seems to be okay so far. I don't think that Gooden's the one to really test yeah. it too much. His one UFC win was uh, a knockout over one of the bad German guys. I 
forget his name right now. Um, but anyway, he doesn't have huge, huge power. So I think this is going to play out like a turd man fight. It's going to be in the clinch. He's going to fail on a lot of takedown attempts. Eventually he'll get one, get some top control. Uh, I don't think Gooden is going to be able to really keep him off him. His grappling is not impressive in pretty much any realm, uh, takedown defense or once he actually hits the mat. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I, I was looking more at the over two and a half. I know that it's yeah. kind of juicy minus 155 out there minus 160 in that area. Um, but, uh, I'm, I could be persuaded to flip that over to uh third man decision. Cause that is the clear path to me in this one. And we will take a clear path to the light heavyweight division where I hold Pateria taken on Adolfo Bellato. He's in the wrong promotion. There's a, a whole one named after him. Doesn't even fight there. Is that just dumb moves or what's going on here? Uh, I got I got some some PTSD with dudes named Rodolfo here over the the past few years. They're just I, I don't know about these Brazilians named Rodolfo. Um, I think you gotta gotta probably like him in this fight, but man, this is uh we was talking before the show. There there's some pretty large favorites on this card and some spots that seem not not that they're shaky. I don't think they're gonna win. It's just. Man, w- would we be shocked if Ihor caught something on this guy? Like he's he's coming off like <clears throat> a contender series win this season against an absolute fucking bum. Like there's there was so many bums coming off th- this season this year. I mean, he's got some okay wins at LFA and stuff, but I mean, he, he got knocked the fuck out like last season a contender series. Won a couple fights. They gave him a bum. Uh, he did what he had to do eventually. Uh, if I can remember that fight right, it, it, he was still like really slow to, to get the guy out of there and stuff. I think it went a couple rounds and shit before he even got the guy out of there. So, look, he should probably win here, but there's there's no way I'm laying laying that kind of price on him here. I think he's up at like minus 400 or, or something at this point. Um, I would look at the underman, but I don't know. I, I just, I got a feeling that, if I whore, you know he's going to come out blazing. And if he doesn't catch him, Bellato could start slowing this down, clinching and grabbing and shit. So it kind of makes a one and a half a, a little shaky. Um, it it probably happens that way. Um, I, I'm I'm going to pick Rodolfo, but I just man, I, I could see a dozen different things happening in this fight. So it's it's just a complete pass for me. I don't hate the idea of a one and a half here going over the one and a half. Um, I don't understand if Hadolfo knows what he's good at in fighting. Yeah. Um, Cause like he was favored over Petrino on the contender series. That was a rematch for them when he got knocked out real quick the first time. And then he got, he dropped Petrino in, uh, in that one. And then ended up getting knocked out shortly thereafter. So he seems to have a bit more success when he goes to his grappling. I think that would probably be the prudent course of action in this fight. Uh, But I don't trust that he's going to do that. And if this just turns into two sloppy dudes swanging on the feet 
early in the fight. Could certainly see Ihor. We got Ihor against Hodolfo. The uh, it's the Ho Derby, the the Ho Down <laughs> Showdown in this one. Um, the Ho Derby. But, <laughs> Uh, I I could certainly see uh, a path to victory for Ihor in this one. Just uh, yeah, this is the type of guy Bellato not not really tickling my fancy to lay minus four hundred on this dude. Um, yeah, a pass for me, but leaning towards a dog and and maybe just a sloppy, ugly over in this fight. Featherweight division. Steve Garcia taking on the Milk Weasel. I feel <laughs> bad about that. I made that up before I ever saw the dude, and now <laughs> I got I got to stick because now it would be bad if I stopped saying it after seeing him. Yeah, it's like that yeah. I mean, now that that's know. discrimination right there. That's right. Just wants to be treated like equal. Everybody else. Yeah. So. I mean, has anything ever landed more perfectly? That's like a carry Strug fucking landing off of the pommel. <laughs> fucking milk on This dude turns out to look like he got splattered with fucking paint. That's pretty good. Pretty fucking good. Um, I'm I'm leaning oh, oh Steve Garcia in this fight, man. Um I, I think Steve Garcia is fucking very durable. Uh puts a pace out there. The dude will throw punches. Um, I, I think the, the milk weasel's pretty good. Um, it's no like shame and getting, he did kind of get smoked, but it's no shame in getting smoked by Tiago Moises. Like that was a massive, massive step up for the, for that guy at that point. Lingo oh, fight. Yeah. L- Lingo fight is a little bit different that, I mean, he, he won that fight pretty convincingly, but going 15 with Lingo, that just, I don't know. Th- this is a close fight. I just think, um, Fight this close, you got a a durable guy like Garcia that's going to have an that has the output that you know he's going to have. Always favored by the judges, so um, man, it what's he said that plus plus two twenty or so right now. Um, that's probably going to be a bet for me. I was I was also looking at looking at the over one and a half here. I I I know like Garcia is a fast starter, but the Milk Weasel really isn't. He usually takes his time to get going. Um, and, and I think if this, if this gets out of the first, it's probably going to go 15 minutes. So man, I bet online's got like a minus minus one thirty five. I think that's like, that's really, really nice on a 1.5 in almost any featherweight fight. You know, there's some dudes that crack, you know, we all know who they are, but for the lower top 20 dudes and stuff, minus or, uh, one and a half at one forty five, I don't think that's a bad spot either. Yeah, if you're a featherweight in the UFC, you know, we we crack about UFC caliber and all that sort of stuff. But if you're a featherweight, a bantamweight, a flyweight in the UFC, you're good. You're you're a capable fighter everywhere. Yeah. Um, and both of these guys, not great by any means, not future title contenders or anything like that. But they're both capable fighters. I'm kind of with you on the over one and a half. I think that's a cheap price. Uh, you know, a few weeks ago we had a you know random pair of flyweights that you were like, yes, over two and a half plus money. It was mm-hmm. kind of just taking it because that's the way fights go. I, I could see this being very much the same thing, except you don't have to worry about the whole 15 minutes. It's just got to go seven and a half. So 
I, I think I'm more with you on the over one and a half than I am on, on old Steve. But uh, yeah, we'll uh, we might be in the same boat on that one when it comes to the over. Like what you're thinking there, Wes. Lightweight division. Joseph Solecki taking on Drakkar Noir. He's back. Hmm. He's he feels like he's been in the UFC for a decade and has about six fights. Well, I mean, when you when you got to deal with with the whiplash, I mean, it's it's hard to it's hard to come back from about a whiplash, dog. You know, that is true. Um, that is very true. <laughs> it is. I, I got to go down as as some of the most baby soft shit that, that we've ever seen, bro. Um, yeah, look, I mean, close is 35 now. Um, coming off like a year, lay- over a year layoff, his last fight, this guy was going life and death with half a man, half a Garcia. And like, that's not a horrible thing per se, you know, like half a Garcia is a pretty tough out. But that dude's not skilled. Like you know what you're getting from from Ohafa Garcia. He's just he's he's gonna be durable. He's gonna push a pace and shit. Close was having problems with that man. And I, I think Close is way more talented than than Hafa Garcia. I just think the dude's getting old and brittle and starting to break down. Taking this layoff, like sometimes we talk about, that's good for dudes. But he's not coming off like some brutal beating. Like good long layoffs are good off off of shit like that. Yeah, he's um, dealing with the ACL, I believe. Oh, it's ACL. Okay. Uh, but to my point, another injury, uh, another thing wrong with the guy. Um, look, I don't think Selecki's great, but man, you you know what you're going to get out of him. Um, I, I can't see close like like clocking Selecki and getting getting him out of there, and that's going to make this a, a very close fight. I think Selecki's got a a, a massive like pure grappling advantage here closest probably got the the better wrestling per se the the takedowns but if this gets hits the mat and they start scrambling and rolling like selecki is way better than than close on, on the mat uh on the feet yeah closest is probably a, a little better but man we've seen him get clocked lately too like that chin is starting to to show some cracks in it and stuff so man at selecki at at even money here um it's probably something I'm going to have to take a little bit of. And if, if, if close comes out and looks like his old self from fucking three, four years ago, now it's been a, been a long time since close has looked really good. If if that version shows up, then, then so be it. He probably beats Selecki, but I have a hard time seeing at this point uh, that, that Dracar close walking through the door anymore. Uh, I think he's just older uh, starting to break down fighter. Who's, He's switching camps and shit like that happened a couple of years ago too. He left the lab and shit and they went to another, they, they were kind of revolting from the lab and started their own little gym and shit. Like that's never good. Like two or three fighters leaving a big gym like that and going like, we're going to do our own thing. That never, that never works out good. You know what I'm saying? So like all of those things, the perm provider or something at the lab, is that uh, what caused the exodus? I mean, did our did our boy Lou come in with a bad batch of sauce one week or so? And they just they're not they're not standing for that. I, I like yeah, I like Selecki here. He's uh he's gonna be a bet for me. Yeah, I'm I'm not sure if I'm gonna be betting him, but man, there was a time when I thought that Drakkar Close was going yeah. to be something. Um and then he started getting like 
kind of questionable decisions in fights. And, you know, he, he did win the, the half of Garcia fights. Uh, no doubt about that. Yeah. That was pretty clear, uh, 2-1. But, yeah, he's uh, he's struggling. He, he seems to be struggling. Like you said, even getting to the cage is a problem for him. Uh, but certainly staying in fights and, and staying active in fights seems to be an even bigger issue for him as he gets older and older, and now he's coming off a knee injury. The only reason I can't pull the trigger on Selecki right now no power to speak of and the wrestling doesn't really impress me as you said close is probably the better wrestler here so could definitely see uh, this fight playing out where close is just keeping it in the clinch hold him up against the cage running down the minutes and uh yeah that's that's about it so i don't know if selecki's gonna have one of those magical hop on his back type moments where he can steal a round or two in this fight. If he doesn't, I think it's just going to be tough sledding the way that it matches up. So I think close by decision is going to be my pick, but I do not feel good about that one bit. Middleweight division. Some undefeated guy named Zach Reese. 6-0. and That's got to be good. Uh, no, it doesn't. Uh, taking on <laughs> Cody Brundage, who I mean, we definitely know that's not good. So, what do we got here? Hey, Cody Brundage is coming off a fucking stoppage win, like slow down against the god Jacob Malcoon. You know, yeah, look, Cody Brundage is one of the worst fighters on, on the UFC roster. Like, no bullshit. That guy's very, very bad. Um, he out dumbass, uh, dumbass. Yeah. yeah. That's that's an accomplishment. Yeah. I thought dumbass had dumbass of the year locked up. No, <laughs> sir. Cody Brundage coming in, swooping in, stealing that from him. I like uh I like I like Zach Reese here, but man, this is a, another one to where it's hard to lay that kind of kind of price on a guy coming off this season of contender series. Uh, he showed up though and, and did the business, did what he was supposed to do. Pretty much done that against everybody. Um, look, Brundage always gets into mat scrambles and shit and stuff. I think this is gonna hit hit the mat eventually. And Zach Reese has fucking got subs and ground and pound and shit. Like I think he's gonna. Look, Brundage gets worked over by everybody that that takes him to the mat. I think that's what's going to happen here. Um, I like Reese. I I don't know, like him inside. I think it's going to happen inside the distance, but I just can't narrow down if it's going to be a sub or or a ground and pound KO. And his inside the distance is only like thirty cents better than his money line. So if I end up if I end up playing it, it's probably just going to be his money line and some sort of parlay. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'll look into it a little more and I can find the the exact path. I, I lean a sub. Uh, the dude's arm bar game is is pretty pretty nice and shit, but I don't know, man. It's it's just another tough one where a guy coming off the contender series is minus 230. Um, he is fighting an absolute bum, though. So, uh, deserve it. Big, big deserve it favorite here. There would have been a time where the contender series guy coming in at minus 230 or whatever would be an auto fade and does it say something 
it has to say something bad that's not the case anymore right like you can come off of contender series fighting some nobody and fight an even worse guy on the in the UFC roster yeah, after because that. yeah because you and your competition that you performed against on the contender series lead people like eh, I don't you know this guy's let's give him another bone you know what I'm saying we got to see more you know yeah uh, I did not see his contender series fight so I do not have an opinion on this one uh, I do have an opinion on Cody Brundage and it's not the greatest one. Um, yeah. So we'll, uh, we'll see how this plays out, but I'm going to stay away and see if I can learn something about Zach Reese in this fight. The prelim headliner. I don't know if they're trying to sell some pay-per-views or something with this one. Uh, the hot mom fight apparently uh according to julia avila uh who is Duh. apparently a fighter on the ufc roster who knew um taking on old cupcake who's taller that right she's got kids and everything but we're allowed to say that um misha tate um one of the biggest draws ever in women's mma on three limbs of fight night, she's back. People can't wait. Wes, people are over the moon about this. Well, what I mean, are your thoughts? Misha's back doing it for the love of the game because she don't need the money. I mean, coming off that that Big Brother celebrity win, you know, a couple years well, back, like, yeah, she got to be flushing cash, you know. Um, well, and we know because we've heard it from all the UFC fans that she's been paid millions of dollars it doesn't matter like what the, the paperwork says she's been paid more than what's on paperwork because why would the ufc lie about that tell, so, tell me how much of a noob you are if you don't know about the dana backroom fucking payments like fucking noob <laughs> shit we all yeah. know dana gives them these fucking just wads of cash the nelk boys handing bags of money and he just hands it to the fighters you know what i'm saying like <laughs> Love Dana it. hanging out with like 22 year olds playing blackjack and shit at like 50. This shit is just weird to me, bro. Hey, so fucking weird. He, he found the dumbest people that he could so that he could just continue the, the Dana grift. It's, it's brilliant. It's probably the he, smartest thing that he's done in Manza, his entire career. Mansa. He ranks up there on the fucking grifter scale. I'll, I'll I'll give him that. There's a there's a a true number one, but Dana definitely falls into the to the top echelon. Hey, Dana uh, hasn't even tried to run for president yet, so yeah, I'm gonna <laughs> fucking tell on that one. All right, yeah. <laughs> um, it, I in the next ten years, Dana runs for president. Not even like. Probably not a serious run, but he's one of those dudes that he'll, yeah, he'll he, announce it. He'll they'll do the publicity bullshit. Uh, he's more like a Ron Paul kind of see is is what he's what he's gonna be. I mean, look in the he's next gonna be like 10, Ross Perot punching through his hat. <laughs> the next ten to fifteen years, you might see a fucking presidential showdown between Dana White and The Rock, and that is no bullshit. <laughs> like straight up. That is no bullshit whatsoever. I need it. Um, 
need it. Yeah, this cool. WrestleMania, whew, baby. That's where they have the debate. Uh, and then the I debate mean, just turns into a wrestling match. Uh, maybe for the old, like, hardcore belt. Yeah, get a couple chairs oh. in there, you know, a few tables. Dana's, Dana's on the supplements. He can make that work. Dana is on the best shit, literally the best shit money can buy. Like straight up. That you think he gets it from the rock? Probably. Probably. <laughs> Dana talking about he got that body from doing like six day fastings or some shit. Like, shut no, up, motherfucker. Exercise, baby. Shut you know how we do. <laughs> Classic shit. Half bald, fucked up teeth. Dana doing boxer size. Yeah, good shit. Uh, I love every once in a while. I'll go back and watch some of the old events from like the UFC 30s, UFC 40s, yeah, that, that sort of stuff. Before the uh, you know they tried to to pretty him up for tough. That was a <laughs> hilarious looking, dude. Yeah, he held on to that hair for a long fucking time, didn't he, bro? <laughs> like, uh, uh, and I know a thing or two about that. So uh, yeah, we're we're all getting to that, getting to that point. That's for fucking sure. Uh, anyway, anything we need to uh, discuss on this fight? So well, let's see. We were talking about somebody. Uh, this this Avia chick. She's been in the UFC for like five or six years now too and has four or five fights um she hasn't fought in like two and a half years like i don't know what the fuck she's been doing she ain't been in the cage in two and a half misha tate has fought one celebrity big brother come back ready to fight again since the last time this chick has been in the cage um look i i think misha is like Pretty pretty washed at this point, but seeing her as a dog to this chick is just wild to me. And I will be betting Misha Tate here as an underdog to an absolute bum who hasn't fought in two and a half years. Um, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Um, I will say I think Misha Tate, like, she fucked up real bad trying to go down and wait and shit this late in her career. Like, I don't, I don't know what the fuck she was thinking with all that. Um just blow up, shoot whatever you got to shoot up and wrestle these chicks. Like, what are you doing? You know what I'm saying? You don't need to be skinny trying to box with chicks. You ain't making no title run. Fucking stay buffed up. Wrestle this chick. Get an easy decision. Uh, I like me. Yep. Um, yeah. Don't, I don't like, we haven't seen Avia in forever. She wasn't impressive when she did fight. Misha's washed. Mm. Worshed. She's worshed her. My son is already like fucking. That is first word. Worshed. No, but what he says, when he says water, he's already got that war in there instead of the wow. <laughs> he, he's already doing it, bro. <laughs> How does it feel growing up watching that? It's just like, oh, shit. He sounds yeah. like me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the dude looks exactly like me. Might, might as well sound as fucking redneck as me, too. Fuck it. So now we just need to get him into all the, the niche sports. Well, I guess not niche sports. He like. You like your normal sports as well. Um, 
Yeah, I'm going to pass. Uh, there is a slightly higher chance that I would be watching this fight uh, just because it's taking place closer to the actual fights that I'm interested in. But I still put it at like plus 500. Let's not get crazy here, okay? Main card, middleweight division, Puna Soriano taking on Dustin Stoltzfus. Wesley. Yeah, not a not a whole lot here. Uh I, I do like I like I like Puna in this fight. Um I think I think his power is gonna play a, a big part here if he lands on Stoltzfus, man. We we've seen that chin. I think Puna can land here. I just Man, I, I I like Soriano at one point. I thought he could be pretty good, and he just he's just another guy. He, he's just a, in a fucking watered down sport at this point. He's just another dude. So I don't I don't think you can go out and and lay minus minus three hundred here. Um, maybe um, maybe Soriano inside the distance, but you're not really getting getting much there. Uh, even as TKO is only like plus one twenty, so. I don't know there. I just don't see a ton of value and 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 betting Soriano here. I, I think he smokes Stoftus, think he knocks him out, but man, how many fights have we seen Soriano in at this point to where he should knock a dude out? He's bombing on a guy and then he gets clipped. I just I wouldn't be shocked if that happens, even though Stoftus couldn't fucking knock me out, probably. So uh I just got some bad, bad experiences with El, with El Puna over the past few years. So um, I do think he gets it done, though. I think he knocks out Stoftus. I just think the line is uh, a little wide. I think I might be asking the wrong person. We need to get some uh, some Dan Tom or some Aaron Water show uh, to answer this question. But does Puna have the worst chin of a Hawaiian ever? Mm. Right? Is it because, like, he went – from Hawaii to Iowa or some shit. And then he was like, oh, I got to make myself one of these rednecks that doesn't have a chin. So that like to just wrestle and hump on people instead of getting punched and building up that, that chin strength, you know, mm-hmm. when you hear wine, you're just, you're on the sand fucking throwing bungalows Strapping. all day. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to go out and fight your share of old men at bars and then, you know, it's done. Actually, when you start getting knocked out by those old men. Yeah, I mean, well, when you get to be like, you know, fifty and fucking applesauce brain, you got an excuse as a Hawaiian to start getting your ass knocked out. But I actually, I, I can't think of a Hawaiian with a bad chin. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right? Like, they just can't come to my my head, man. Island guys, they're just they're different. Built different. Built different. Uh, luckily for him, Dustin Solstice, not a guy with a tremendous amount of power. Um, he did take down Joe Piper once, and, and Piper yeah. stuck his arm out like an idiot and, and busted <laughs> it. Um, I'm not sure that he has any like actual knockouts on his record. Uh, I can't remember if the Jonas Bilstein win was on the feeder on the ground. Jonas Bilstein, also Bellator vet from back in the day. Um, yeah, so, man, it's kind of got to be Puna here, but that feels – it's another one where, like, minus 300 on this dude just does not 
feel like a thing that I want to bet. Um, I'd almost be tempted again, looking at a slightly juiced over, you're looking at like minus 150, minus 155 for the one and a half here. Maybe Puna's a bit more cautious. Stoltzfus seems to have, like, I know he got knocked out in like three seconds by the the bus. Uh, he got hit by a bus in that one, but normally he seems relatively durable. So if I'm looking at anything in this fight, probably looking at the over one and a half and uh, hope for a, a hideous one. Speaking of, there was a time where no Clay Guida fights were hideous. Uh, they were all just like hair flopping and getting punched in the face and scrambles and shit like that. They're starting to get a little harder to watch mm-hmm. these days. He's taking on Joaquim Silva. Uh, do you think that the terrible reviews for Napoleon are going to hurt or help this Joaquin? So you have to like, after Joaquin Phoenix was in that shitty movie, he's got to, like, lift up the name, or do you think it's going to drag him down, Les? Are parts of Silva's life absolute lies? You know, like, are we telling a different story than what actually happened about Silva? That's got to be the question. I mean, his... Nickname is Neto BJJ, and I've never seen him go seen for a takedown <laughs> or attempt a submission. So, kind of. So, he's uh, Joaquin Silva, Joaquin Phoenix, same fucking thing. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, this, look, I, I, we was talking like, it's just, th- this is straight up Pinkman to me. It's just Walter White. Like this man cannot keep fucking getting away with this. It's starting to happen. Like this Guida is being Guida, of course. Guida. Right? It's starting to happen. Like he's like the Holtzman shit. Like just to, this guy pulling out shit. The old half, uh, it, it was still like Guida was trying to make it a Guida fight. And that one, like, I think Silva starches him, man. Like I, I, this point i i think clay has hit that spot like uh i think you were getting really good value and prices on him here the past couple of years he was a big dog to these dudes and, and was in these fights you know was going to split decisions and shit and still in some rounds and stuff and i still still thought there was value on his big numbers against guy that guys that he should clearly lose against but i think that that's over i think silva is gonna fucking knock out clay guida or, one way or the other, it's going to be a beating. And uh, I like Silva here. I'm I'm probably going to go ahead and parlay him. I do kind of feel that it's it's another one of those wide lines on, on this card. Um, that that's a little a little shaky. It's still Clay, even though I think it, that run is done. It's still fucking Guida. Um, and you got a Brazilian dude that's minus 300 against him that doesn't grapple. Like Brad says, it's going to be on the feet. Does Guida do his fucking dance and shit and still around from the judges like he seems to do constantly? That That's a worry, but I, I like Silva here. I, I think he gets the knockout. I didn't look and see what his uh, KO is. Let me look at that. Yeah, Silva KO is like plus 225 at Bet Online. 
that's a massive difference. Like from minus three hundred to plus two twenty five, I think it's definitely worth a worth a stab. So, yeah, I like so here. I, I think he uh, he ends all this Clay Guida fucking feel good bullshit and uh, puts a beating on the old man. Uh, yeah, I think this is one of those ones where it just comes down to the fighters physically. Um, there was a time in Guida's career where he would have been durable enough and had the volume to just hustle Silva to a decision. Yeah. But that has long passed. And I just think he's kind of going to get physically overwhelmed in this fight. So yeah, it's the way that it's lined as far as totals go and like the over two and a half being plus money. Like that makes me think that this should be even more in Silva's favor, even though it's already minus 300, which is a scary thing to say against the guy that can steal decisions, but minus 300, the under two and a half is a minus number and you can get him to knock out Clay Guida at plus 225. I know that Guida hasn't been knocked out a lot, but they've also been kind of protecting him with the matchmaking. He hasn't faced a lot of big strikers. Um, and when he has, uh, you know, it was guys that would kind of rock him and go for a sub uh, or, or do things like that. And Neto BJJ don't play that shit. <laughs> he'll, he'll yell jujitsu in his post-fight interview, but he don't do jujitsu during the fight. So I, I can see that knockout coming. I may join you for like a half unit or something on that Silva TKO prop. Now we get to the good stuff. We've got like four quality fights in a row. Uh, I'm going to watch all these. They're, they're hopefully going to be entertaining. We're going to kick it off. Welterweight division. Sean Brady. Kelvin Gastelum. The fat still him skinny again, baby. Maybe. Maybe. We're, this is Wednesday. We still got a couple days to know how much that Thanksgiving dinner hit him. Uh, if he's going to come in at like 178 or some shit like that. But interesting welterweight matchup. What do you got, Wes? Yeah, you, you got Kelvin down at 170. You definitely want to get him like middle of thanksgiving christmas definitely don't get him like after both holidays like that's just bad matchmaking you know what i'm saying try to catch just that middle ground um look man if if kelvin makes the 170 clean um i think we've seen kelvin down at 170 when he's like engaged and and healthy and on weight the dude is a fucking tank at 170 and there's been nobody that consistently takes Kevin Gastelum down at 170 outside of like we talked about Whitaker a little bit. And then even that even, was 185. Yeah. Yeah. And at even at 185, like that's it, man. So I have a really hard time seeing Sean Brady getting consistent takedowns on on Gastelum here. And if this is on the feet and kickboxing, I've watched Kevin Gastelum literally have fucking Adesanya fucking half knocked out on the feet. I just watched Brady get pieced the fuck up by Bilal Muhammad in a fucking boxing match. Um, I really like Gaslam in this fight. Um, if he 
even if he misses weight, I'm not, that's not really going to scare me off of him at this point. Cause I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. I think it's better if he is on weight and engaged and, and, and ready to go. Um, I just, like I said, the matchup, I just think is bad for Brady here. I, Brady does not have the kickboxing. I think to hang with, with Kevin Gasolum. Uh, there's not a lot of guys I think that do at, at 170. So man, Brady, I think Brady's going to be spamming a lot of takedowns. I could, I could see Brady getting tired spamming takedowns in this fight and Gasolum just shucking him the fuck off, man. Uh, Gasolum's fucking defensive wrestling is upper echelon, man. It always has been. He's that's never been a problem for him. Uh, his hands have gotten just better and better and better over the years too. The guy's a really good boxer. So man, I, I think this is a kickboxing match. I think he pieces Brady up getting Gaslam here at, at a dog price. I, I, I guess he's a dog here because of just unknowns. Like where's Gaslam at? I know he, uh, uh, canceled on his last fight. He's back down at 170. So there is questions and unknowns, but I think that's what's priced into the line at this point. If all things were equal and you knew where Gaslam's head was and he was on point, I think he'd be a minus 170, minus 185 in this fight. So, I think there's massive value on Gaslam as a dog in this fight, and it's probably my favorite spot on the entire board. Uh, I would fracture my face also if I was scheduled to fight the Shave Cat. So yeah, exactly. can't blame Kelvin uh, <laughs> for that one. Um, I kind of like the uh, the idea of him going back to 170. It, it's almost like when he fought Chris Curtis last time, he was like, hey, this fighting guys that are the same size as me thing, that's not so bad. Um, it, you know, that fight happened at middleweight, but he was fighting another welterweight up there. And I just looked it up uh, as you were talking. The guys that have taken Kelvin Gastelum down multiple times, um, there's been two of them at welterweight. Uh, Neil Magny back in 2015, I mean... Some people just get Magni Medoff. And that was actually, like, that was a weird fight. That one played backwards from what we all thought was going to happen because Magni did well early, and then Gastelum started to beat the shit out of him late, and people were all confused by that. Uh, anyway, the other one was uh, Nico Musoke. Swedish legend Nico Musoke. Um, but... Gaslam ended up winning that. I don't think he ended up on his back for more than like 10 seconds at a time. Uh, all the other times he's been taken down multiple times, it's been middleweights and not shitty middleweights. Robert Whitaker, Chris Weidman, and one shitty middleweight, Tim Kennedy, because that dude's garbage. Um, but other than that, he's got good takedown defense. He's a good scrambler. If he does get taken down, the hands in this fight are just light years apart uh that was an awful look from brady in that ball fight uh it's gonna take me a while to get over that but it's not even like that was shocking um because he was kind of desperate to get uh Kiesa down um, just from like body kicks and, and stuff like that, that Kiesa was landing in their fight. Um, yeah. I, I don't love 
much of anything about Brady's game, and I don't think this is a great matchup for him. So I'm hopping on board with you. We're going to take some Kelvin Fatsalum. Maybe we need to drop a little nickname. Kelvin Not-So-Fatsalum. He's down at, at Welterweight. Uh, but bet online plus 110. We're locking that in for the consensus bet of the week. Uh, actually, I just refreshed. I think it moved to, to plus 100. We'll still take that. If there's any plus 105s out there, I see DraftKings has plus 105. So that's widely available. I'm sure when Sean listens to this, and does all the editing. He's having a kid, by the way. Congratulations. Our boy. Um, becoming a man. That's right. Teenage father. Um, but yeah, plus 105 for Kelvin Gastelum is, is widely available out there. So we will go with that as the consensus bet of the week. Moving on and down to the bantamweight division. Although one of these competitors is moving up. Yeah, just throw mm. curveballs everywhere in here, Wes. Uh, Rob Font taking on the former flyweight champion, Davison Figueredo. This is a great fight. Yeah, this is this is great all around. Interesting, um, you know, ranking, uh, you know, could could have some implications in the rankings and stuff. Uh, Figgy, Figgy moving up. I, I think it's a good move for Figgy at this point. I think over the past couple of years, uh, it is. It has been really hard for that dude to make a weight. He's missed the weight, even when he makes it. And he, he, you know, the one time that he he trucked Moreno, it seemed like he had everything had worked out just right. He, his weight cut was good. It didn't fuck with him. Uh, he didn't have the cardio problems. Shit. But every other time, man, these weight cuts seem like they're just hampering his performance. Um, and it's not like I think this dude is going to be like he's going to be shorter. But we know he's going to be fucking jacked up here. Like, Figgy is on the yam yams. He's on the, the good fucking yam yams. And he's going to be he's gonna be jacked up here. Then just when it comes to, to breaking down the fight, man, for, for me personally, I, I, I think this is an interesting fight. But I just think Figgy hits hard. I, I think he hits hard. And I think Rob Font, we've seen the chin. We, we've seen the chin now. Um, I think Brad will talk about it. Not just the chin the damage that adds up on font at this point it is, is Darren a fight. Elkins. Yeah. I mean, he ain't no Darren Elgins, but I mean, at this point, is there a fight that goes by where Rob font doesn't come out looking like the fucking elephant man, like something on his face is literally growing. I mean, um, when figgy starts tagging that face, I mean, we, we could see some more, some more orbital problems and shit for font in a fight. I think that's probably going to happen. Um, I think whenever Figgy wants to, he could get takedowns on Font. Font's takedown defense is atrocious. Like most guys usually stand up and box with him, but his takedown defense isn't isn't great at this point. Chin isn't great. Damage. I just man, you're getting a dog price on Figgy. Just a few unknowns about the moving up weight. Uh I just I think that's to his benefit personally. So for me, at a, at a dog price, I think you got to take a little shot on Figgy here and, and see how it plays out at him up uh, up at a new weight class. Yeah, even his wins these days, Rob Font is looking like he's heading to the corner being like, cut me, Mick. 
Could be a Casey out there. Uh, he gets hit by anything, and I think it's his right orbital will just immediately yep. be like, nope, I'm good. I've had enough. His only, <laughs> his only win in like three or four years now was the Yanez win, and Yanez was literally fucking had him deformed before he, he caught was, him. You know what I'm saying? Yep. I had Font there as a dog, and I would love to say it was a great bet, but, man, I, I was puckered watching that one. So, um, yeah, we'll, uh, we're going to have to go with Vicky here. I, I, he's going to struggle closing the distance. I don't think that the size and the reach is as much of a difference as people are going to think. Uh, I will much, or I will gladly take Figgy not having to cut that extra ten pounds. He's probably going to be smiling on the on the scale on Friday, uh, pulling a cheeseburger out of his pocket like some old Eve Edward shit. Uh, and uh, there's this point with guys that decide they're not going to cut weight anymore that they just are happier about fighting. Uh, And I think we're going to see that point with him and it's going to show up in the performance. He's going to get jabbed a bunch, but at some point he is going to mess Rob Font's face up. Uh, And even if it's like the, the Aldo fight where he doesn't get him out of there, but he lands enough big stuff to win rounds or the, uh, the Vera fight uh, where he did the same thing. Uh, or no, he did the same thing, but Font had the same thing happen to him. I like Figgy. I'll, I'll take Figgy as a dog in this spot, and we'll move it on up to the co-main event. Lightweight division. Bobby Green riding high. Main event winner in the UFC. Taking on Jalen Turner. Wesley. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to say that was a lucky punch because I had Bobby Green like plus 500 or something like that, but that was a that was a pretty fucking lucky. It's beautiful. It was beautiful. Um yeah, that that was like that was that was a good hit. That that was one of the fun ones uh this year for sure. But I mean, coming back around it takes Bobby Green getting something like that to like have a a good performance outside of the ghost of of fucking Tony at, at this point. Um, Bobby Green is still Bobby Green. Uh, I I think Jalen Turner is very very good, notwithstanding his past two fights. I actually I don't take a lot and those losses away from him. Um, like the Garmont, like we know who Garmont is at, at this point. And Turner was like putting it on that dude late in that fight. Um, same with, with Hooker, like putting it on. I think he shattered Hooker's fucking arm and shit late in that fight. Um, I don't think he's going to have as much problem with um, like being down rounds going into the third in this one against Bobby because Bobby doesn't do anything to like those guys do like Germont and hooker are just super fast starters and they're on you. Um, so I don't think Turner's going to be down a couple rounds going into the third in this fight. I, I don't, I'm not sure this, this goes 15 probably just cause Bobby doesn't really engage much, but man, Turner's length and, and striking and shit. 
he's probably not going to have to worry about Bobby shooting takedowns on him and shit. That's just not Bobby Green's game. He usually wants to stand up and strike. I think that's a problem for Bobby Green in this fight. I think Jalen Turner is a fucking phenomenal fucking kickboxer at this point. And I think he probably eventually lands something on Bobby Green and gets him out of there personally. But I don't I don't mind this price. I mean, you're getting Jalen Turner at around minus 200. I actually think that's that's probably got something to do with Bobby's last performance, like him landing that one out of the blue shot and drop and winning uh, against a really good ranked guy. Um, I think outside of that, if you're going off of his Ferguson win and anything before that, Turner would be more minus three, three fifty here. So I think minus 200 is a great price on Jalen Turner against Bobby Green in this fight. I like Turner to get it done inside the distance as well. Probably uh KO. I'm not sure what that price was. I looked at it earlier. Let me look at it again. Uh, 250, 280 in some shot. Yeah. Yep. So I, I don't, I don't mind a, a little shot on on Turner by KO as well. But he will, uh, he'll definitely be in in a in a parlay for me. This one doesn't quite tip into the realm of oh man, Bobby Green's plus three hundred like he was against Grant Dawson. I gotta bet him. Yeah. Uh, we know the rules. You never bet. Bobby Green is a favorite. You just don't. You don't do it. Don't let your friends do it. Don't let anybody do it. We don't have to worry about that here. But usually when I'm betting Bobby, I like some plus 250, plus 300s. It, it just, the, the lines with him are, they vacillate. So much. How about that word, Wes? Word of the day, <laughs> you're, you're on another plane than me, brother. <laughs> uh I just don't think that's there. As you said, Bobby Green is not going to throw a lot and force Jalen Turner into some sort of firefight, um, which Hooker and Gamrot both did in different ways. Um, it's just not who he is. Never been who he is. He's going to give one round away in a fight um, just because he's Bobby Green, and that's what he does. So that means Turner just needs to win one round in this fight. And I think he is more than capable of doing that with the long range weapons that he's got. Uh, honestly, with the grappling uh, in this fight too, I could see him uh, taking a, getting a takedown and getting a solid position. If he doesn't find the sub, you know, getting a, a round or two in there. Uh, Bobby's weirdly difficult to sub for a guy that's not a good grappler. Um, but I'm with you. Jalen Turner in here for me. Don't really know about any props. Um, it's just Green's such a tough guy to fight that I have yeah. to think this goes a little bit of distance. Um, might end up being silly and playing the over here and uh, not having to sweat some Bobby Green scorecards because uh, that's around <laughs> even money. But yeah, I, I don't really... I'm picking Jalen Turner to win. I don't really see a great betting angle in this one um but maybe that's because we're coming up to the holidays I'm not really looking too hard right now we'll see what happens once we uh dive into some round props and methods and stuff like that come friday saturday but we've only got one more fight to dive into us sticking in the lightweight division benny dariush taking on 
Armin Sarukian. Good fight. Next uh, next title challenger, maybe? I don't know. Should be Dubrooks. It should always be Dubrooks, but UFC does silly things sometimes. Yeah, this is a <clears throat> this is a fucking great fight. Um and yeah, the next title shot should be Dobronx. Like absolutely. Like he was lined up to to get the title shot and the dummy is fucking going full on fucking scrapping in. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. I think I, I, I think it's a horse he sent somebody into his camp. They're like, We will pay you the equivalent of three favelas worth of rubles to to get a little cut on Charlie Dubronx in the training room. So then, I think there's then a they then they tried to pay him. He tried to pay him in five gallon fucking buckets of borscht. Um, <laughs> I think that they sent old Bob Baffert down there, and Bob Baffert put a needle in one of fucking old Charlie's fucking horses. And when he went around the track, that motherfucker went crazy, bucked old Charlie off, and kicked him in the head. That's that's where I, <laughs> um, I can see it. I can. They'll do anything. Anything to avoid fighting anywhere that there's a real commission. Uh, did you mm. see the the other one, the the Bellator Nurmagomedov, all, all hopped up on the steroids? <laughs> Do you think it's just him in that camp that's mm. getting the the juice flowing through those veins? You gotta be shitting me. Jeez, I mean, a whole lot of them. It all it all comes down to who's got the actual dollars to get the legitimate shit. That that's it. That's um there's the haves and the have nots when it comes to that shit. Um yeah, th- this is a this is a fantastic one. I uh I think old Shurukian is the motherfucking truth. And I don't I don't think I'm out on a limb with that. I think a lot of people feel that way. Um I personally think that he gets it done in this fight. I, I think he's got, uh, I mean, he's got the, on the feet, it's just the Benny Chin is always there. Like, it's just always there. there. It doesn't matter if Benny is the better striker than somebody. His chin brings him down to their level or below it. And, man, that Shurukian striking, um, I would probably rather see Shurukian just try to box here and try to test that chin. Um, I know he's a phenomenal grappler. I just, man, Benny is sneaky on the mat. And I just think that's going to give him some opportunities to maybe catch something on Sharukian. Probably not. Sharukian gets on top of dudes and literally fucking throws hammers. Um, my only, my only like reservation in this is that Benny is a good fighter, and that's a big line, man. Like we 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 see this a lot. It just that's a that's a big line on a ranked dude. That's that's a good fighter, um, but that's still not probably going to scare me off. And I like Sharukian here. I think Sharukian is the fucking truth. I think he's a uh, absolutely going to fight for a belt at some point. I don't I don't know if he's good enough at this point to beat the mac and cheeses, the Dobroxes and stuff of the world. Maybe he is. He's going to get his opportunity because he's he's right there. Uh, I think he gets Benny out of there. I'm probably going to put him with Turner. And I was looking at um, looking at the under four and a half. 
That's at around minus 135, 140, something around there. And I like Sharuki inside the distance. That's sitting around minus 110, something around a, a pick em price. So um, I like all those spots here. I, I think this is going to be um, – that's going to be a showcase for Sharukian. Uh, I know he's known already, but when you go and if you can destroy a guy like Darius, chin issues and all, um, that, that's something. Uh, his his last big, big fight that he got against Garmont, like Garmont's Garmont, man. That guy's a tough fucking fight, and that's always going to be a close fight. Those guys might fight again. That's always going to be a close fight uh, between those two dudes, so flip a coin, but – uh, yeah, all that all that said, I like Shurikian a lot in this fight. Yeah, I, I think I'm with you on this one. Uh, I'm past the point of being like, oh, Benny's kind of goofy looking. There's no way this dude's actually athletic. Uh, but that Gamrot performance that he had towards the end of last year is still one of the more impressive ones that, that I've seen in a while. I did not expect that sort of scrambling ability and kind of explosiveness in, in grappling. Uh, so when you said that Sarukian should, should strike in this fight, I'm yeah. 100% on board with that. Yeah. I, I think that that is his cleanest path. Um, just got to kind of worry about body kicks and, and things like that. Um, but I, I think that he switches stances enough. He, he's got a, a good enough guard that he's not going to have to worry about that too much uh, from Benny. So, yeah, I, I like uh, – there's no way that Dariush disappoint. Dariush doesn't disappoint anybody except in his post-fight speeches, <laughs> uh, especially when he's facing Dubronx. I mean, I, mean, I don't know you, what you expected to happen in that one. If you was disappointed by – what dare you should get that dope Bronx, man. Come on, LR. Like you gotta smoke a little more, brother, because that was that shit was inevitable. That was inevitable. Yep. <laughs> like uh but yeah, I, I like Sarukian in this fight. Obviously, like everybody else on the planet, I'm extremely high on him. The grappling's there, the striking looks fantastic. Um, honestly, even the, the striking defense is pretty damn good. So he's been on a path back up towards the, the title ever since he lost to, to Mac and Cheese in that short notice debut. Uh, obviously, victory over one of the, I don't know, top 20 paid MMA fighters of all time in old Ohm. Uh, rest in peace. Um, but yeah, he's, uh, he's just a complete package as a fighter, both technically and physically. Um, Benny isn't a bad athlete, but he's still a little goofy when it comes to the feet. I could certainly see him getting clipped in this one. So don't want to go out there and, and start playing around with totals or anything like that. I think I might just have Armin in a parlay. Don't know who I'm going to parlay him with. Uh, don't want it to be Joaquim Silva or Puna or, or any of those guys. I'll, I'll have to find something to uh, to toss in there. Maybe some uh, some dog walk overs or something like that. But we'll figure all that stuff out. Wes, that does it for us tonight. It's the last wait, wait. fight we got. 
anything that that you're looking forward to other than uh and ufc in the coming weekend uh i think we got a little bit more boxing this weekend is it Heine or Heine and uh whatchamacallit are both fighting in the next couple weekends uh that 140 division right now in boxing is uh it's a good one i mean boxing is in a a pretty good outside of the dumb shit the the freak show circus shit um boxing is in a really good spot right now man the the best fighters are fighting the best fighters in the world right now and it's it's a beautiful thing it's great i think uh haney and uh, regis is oh, next weekend that's next so this weekend is uh who do we got this uh, ryan garcia He's fighting. This yeah. Card. Okay. Yeah. Ryan Garcia is fighting. I don't know who else is on that card. I I don't pay enough attention, but also 140 pounds. So. Yeah, and then like you know, I think my cats are back. <laughs> <laughs> I think oh, we they've been treating us well early in the season. We we appreciate the the cats. So. Yeah, we've uh, th- that's about it for us this week. It's weird because I don't have the the outro music. Usually we start playing that in the background. And it gets me in the, the mood to wrap things up. But uh, we'll forgive Sean for missing this one. Good, good reason for it. Uh, congratulations to you again, sir, if you're listening to this. And I uh, hope you get some sleep at some point. But oh, that's over. <laughs> that's done for a couple years, bro. <laughs> Uh, so good luck and good luck to all you on your bets this coming weekend. We will see you next week, which I think is going to be the last MMA analysis of 2023.